Sewing is a human tradition that is as old as the shame of Adam and Eve. What started as a way to protect yourself from the elements and embarrassment has become a cultural touchstone all over the world. But human textiles and tapestries aren't the only examples of sewing in nature. A tiny tailor lives in tropical Asia, sewing its heart out for hearth and home. But perfecting a skill that provides you shelter is a noble pursuit in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, Paul Chomo and Richard Kaspar. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about a bird that sings a song which is soft, but it's clear as if maybe someone could hear. But more on that later. Sure. Good night, ladies. I don't know that song. Sounds like an old one. So I hate it. It's a James Taylor song. Yep, there we go. It's old. You hate old? I hate old by... I hate the M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> That's actually one of like the, his like okay ones. It's pretty pretty fun. I, I haven't seen it. It didn't really hold my interest uh, through the trailer. So let I mean, if the spectrum is between whatever you would consider his best movie to be. Uh, the Last Airbender for sure. And The Last Airbender being the worst, it's definitely <laughs> above average because the, the Last Airbender is so abysmal. <laughs> there's a, there's just a wide gulf between The Last Airbender and, uh, uh, I mean, I guess my, his best movie would be The Sixth Sense. Maybe Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Unbreakable but, Kimmy Schmidt. But speaking of James... The, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> we're talking about... Oh wait, you. Oh yeah, I'd say it. We're talking about the common tailor bird, and also if you're, uh, if the audio sounds different, or if you're watching this as a patron and you see I'm in a much nicer looking office, it's because Hurricane Ian is going to go turn my house into splinters in Jacksonville. So we've relocated for the time being because we don't we don't want to live in splinters. That doesn't sound good. Sounds uncomfortable at best. Yes. You guys are in the like in a hurricane zone i would have thought it would have i know it's going through jacksonville but I was, yeah it'll be I a tropical storm by yeah. then we just don't I, I i'm i'm being hyperbolic uh gotcha gotcha just don't want to spend several days without power with small children yeah for sure and it's all it's for us it, it's we're not in the cone of disaster but we it's wet it's very wet here it's really weird. It was really weird leaving North Florida to come to South Florida to avoid a hurricane. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is uh, all right. I guess this is what we do now. But 
It's nice. We got a generator here. We've got supplies, shutters, all the things that we don't have in Jacksonville. So, so it also excuse the the tiny human screams. We're gonna we're gonna assume that they're parrots. We'll call them yeah, parrots. We're in a tropical jungle. I am in a jungle. It's the jungle uh, book, which is which is very appropriate. That's a good mm -hmm. segue. Yeah. Um. To what we're gonna. So this is the common tailor bird. Did I say that? Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. And so we're gonna call it here. Um. A rivet runs through it. Nice. Crazy stitch Asians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. It works. Ricky Tiki Tembo No Saw Rembo Chari Bari Bucci Pit Berry Pembo. I love it. Because that's uh the uh, one of the main characters in Rudyard Kipling's Ricky Tiki Tabby is which is a story in the Jungle Book. Uh, yeah, the Jungle Book is actually a collection of stories, mm -hmm. um, and one of them is Ricky Tiki Tabby, um, and one of them is which is the one that with Mowgli then that we that we know and love. I forget what it's. Oh, what is it? The called? Law of the Jungle. Is it? It could be. Uh, maybe. Um, but anyway, and then there's is the a, elephant one that is boring. Yeah, that one I actually didn't make it all the way through that one. Um, but Ricky Tikitavi is the story of a mongoose. It was like one of my favorite things in the world when I was a child. Really, I didn't discover it until I was an adult. Um, but a tail, a, a couple of tail tailor birds um, are some of the principal characters in it so um and then i don't know if you've ever read this story of ricky tiki tembo no saw rembo chari baribuchi pipari pembo have you i've read i don't know what any of that is i can't <laughs> is that from ricky tiki tabby because i can't remember that no it has nothing to do with it it's a it's gotcha. a um it's a story of a firstborn kid who has this super long name and then a second born kid who has like a really short name um, but the firstborn keeps falling into a well and the secondborn keeps running back to his parents and having to say like he's fallen into a well but he has to say the whole name and like it's this kind of joke where he keeps having to run back to his parents and like out of breath try to recite this kid's entire name Ricky Tiki Tambo Nosa Rambo Chari Barabuchi Pit Berry Pembo um, <laughs> and all the while like the kid's in the well <laughs> So I forgot how it ended, but I remember reading it a bunch as a kid. Um, and it just when I saw Ricky Tiki Tavi, I thought thought of that. But we'll we'll stick with the Crazy Stitch Asians because that's easier to say. Uh, do you want to taxonomize this, or do you want me to taxonomize this? You you know what? You go ahead. All right. I thought you'd say that, um, so I wrote it down. Uh, the kingdom is one you know, love, and are in. That kingdom is. Animalia, the one and only. The phylum is Chordata. The class is, it's a bird. Let's hear you say it. I know you know it. It's Aves. That's right. Uh, the order is Passeriformes, the largest order of birds that includes jays and crows and things like that. Um, the family is Cysticolidae. The letter C is such a superfluous letter in <laughs> the Latin and English alphabet. Um, it's really the Latin alphabet uh, because it's it C and X and Q are 
and I guess J are useless because they're all covered by some other letter. But anyway, they didn't ask me. How would you do J? It's G. G fulfills the J. Oh, fair enough. Uh, uh, G. Unless you're, unless, unless you it's like make Scandinavian. G, G is never soft. Yeah, make one always hard and one always soft. But because G is both hard and soft, then that means that the only reason you need J is to say something like fjord. And then you just True. put a Y there. Right. And that, um, anyway, I say C is superfluous and it's the first letter of my name. It's also but for cookies. C is for cookie. And um, I got to say, cookie is definitely for me. <laughs> uh, the genus is Orthotumus. Orthotomus, um, which sounds awesome. The species is Sutorius, Orthotomus Sutorius. That's good. That's a That's gladiator beautiful. name. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That is uh, like have you gather around and hear the hear the ancient Greek tale of Orthotomus Sutorius and his mighty campaign against the the Picts or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not Greek, Roman, but whatever. Um, which brings us to uh, my, I guess, second favorite part of the show, which is nitty-gritty nomenclature. Um, I was so surprised and disappointed that Taylor birds and songbirds in general don't have a, um, a, a collective noun. Birds are usually... Or, uh, ornithologists are usually so good at having like weird and surprising and fun collective nouns for groups of birds. And Taylor birds, despite being an entire genus of bird uh, don't have a collective noun. And then songbirds, which I think is the entire family of uh, Cysticolidae, also no collective noun. There's just too many different kinds of them, I suppose. Um, so what we need is like a, a, a super genus or a subfamily, and then you could probably come up with a collective noun for that. But since we don't have one, we're, we're doing nitty-gritty nomenclature. What does Joe or... Thotamus Sartorius mean? Does it mean A, white-chested seamster? B, firm-eyed loom? C, straight-cutting cobbler? Or D, bright stitch? Hmm. I'm going to go with bright stitch. Why not? Final answer. And it is incorrect. I was like, oh, please don't have looked at the Wikipedia because <laughs> it's right there. Um, the uh, the answer is straight cutting cobbler. Dang, that was my second choice. Really? Why cobbler? Yeah. Well, because the first one you said was seamster, and I don't think seamster's a thing. I think yes. you can only be a seamstress. No. Well, when I looked it up earlier today, no, I a seamster, seamster is a and a seamster is a person employed at sewing. It's just oh, it's the the general or masculine. Look at that term. Men that. really can do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> what a world we live in. Men can sew too, <laughs> and have and have a title for it. Oh gosh, we've made so much progress. <laughs> <laughs> I 
thought it was just tailors and seamstresses. It's also probably something you would call to a mixed group of people who sew. They're all seamsters. That's a True. group of seamsters. Some of them are seamstresses. Seamsmen and seamstresses are all I wouldn't, seamsters. No. Nope, nope. I'm not going to be called the <laughs> seamsman. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I refuse that moniker and take on my own. <laughs> um, yeah, straight cutting cobbler. That's what uh, orthotomist sutorius means. I, w- I like breaking it down. I'm not really sure where this all comes from because ortho screams bone to no, me. No, it's the cobbler one you said, right? Yeah. Straight cutting. What did I say? What did you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. Straight, straight cutting cobbler. Um, okay. I don't know where how uh, that fits into like the Latin breakdown of orthotomus and sutorius. And also suture is comes from the same root as sutorius. So straight um, cutting. Maybe that's the cutting part. Maybe that's the cobbler part. But um, language is weird. Do you want to hear about what this bird looks like? Sure. Common tailor bird, which we're not just talking about tailor. I mean, I guess we are talking about tailor birds in general, but this is the common tailor bird. Um, Is a small finch-shaped bird. It's shaped exactly like David Finch. It's really weird. Um, Mm -hmm. It has a, but it's unlike a finch. It has a long kingfisher-esque beak. So it's kind of like a stubby sandpiper when you look at it. Um, There is not a lot, if any, uh, sexual dimorphism here. And sexual dimorphism is uh, physical physical differences between male and females of a species. Uh, So these are very, it's very tough to tell one from the other. Um, and so both males and females have, um, pale green backs, uh, with white bellies and faces and red tufts on their crowns, um, on their receding hairlines, their, their bird pattern baldness. Um, and speaking of pattern baldness, they also have black patches under their necks, uh, that are more visible when they sing or call to each other. Um, but these are not patches of feathers. These are actually black patches of bare skin um, that are exposed. So the skin that they have under their uh, under their necks is jet black, um, like a gorilla's. Uh, they also have wiry pink legs and a long green tail. Um, males tend to have longer tails, especially during breeding season um and i said they were small um shaped exactly like david finch Mm -hmm. so um how small is david finch well welcome to the beloved measure up segment the official listeners favorite part of the show the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family it's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio yourself saying sing your chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com we do have a new measure up intro this week. Nice. Because Melissa continues to put the team on her back. And the government shall be on her shoulders. No. It's <laughs> blasphemy. <laughs> uh but before that, she 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 has responded and told us exactly what that noise in the background was. Oh, remember the, she, 
There was a I generator said it was, sound. And I said it was a sewing machine. And here we are talking about the common tailor bird. Right. If only it was a sewing machine, then it would all be full circle. Is it a It wasn't a sewing machine or a generator. It was. She said, you were so close, but we were both not close. She's being charitable once again. Um, It was an old, she said, a crazy old oscillating fan. Which I can understand. I do, I do have an old fan, uh, that sounds something like that <clears throat> like a big metal one from like that that's posted up in your uh like weight training class in high school yes that's the exact one i was talking about yep interesting but let's hear what she's got for us this week without further ado the listeners favorite part of the show <laughs> Measure up. Let's see what you got. It's the uh, same the, fan. The beloved the measure up fan at work. That's our biggest fan. It's the biggest <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. This the Melissa has listened to every episode plus some. And yet she's in a room she's, with the biggest fan. She, <laughs> with she's even bigger every, fan. She's listened to every episode, including ones we haven't even recorded yet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Melissa, for a yeah. third, third of four measure up. So there's one more to go. There is and an let's... entire jungle of animals outside <laughs> of my door. Well, let's see what you got. And let's talk about length. Okay. They're between 10 and 14 centimeters, which is 3.9 to 5.5 inches. How many tailor birds go into the length of the T-shirt made by Palestindia, or actually it's probably Plastindia Foundation, as in plastic, uh, in 2018? A T-shirt? Yeah. Here's a hint. The T-shirt was made from 200,000 plastic bottles and featured a green and white striped pattern. 200,000 plastic bottles. Now, mm-hmm. which dimension of this t-shirt am I going by? Like like Length. hem to hem? Yeah, probably or like top sleeve top to sleeve. Of the neck, top of the neck or shoulder to the bottom of it. Okay. The torso hole. The head hole to the torso torso hole. Snout event. Yep. Um, 200,000 bottles is more than a few bottles. Mm -hmm. The plastic bottles tells you almost nothing except for that. It is not a regular size t-shirt. Um, cause it's not a shirt of bottles. It is obvious. It's recycled material. So it's like, oh, okay. I'm picturing a, like a, like a, um, parade float. No sized T-shirt made of plastic bottles that have been glued together. No, no, no. Okay, so I'll, and that are all in a row. So I was like, okay, how many plastic bottles tall would this thing be? Um, all right, so then I have no idea. I'm gonna go with uh twenty feet. You said five and a half in five and a half 
inches, right? Yep. 43.6 Taylor birds go into this tailored t-shirt. T stands is, for tailored. Is that your final answer? T stands for Tebow. Um, yes. Now remember, since Melissa sent in a new Measure Up intro, that means you get a 5% bonus towards this and the next Measure Up question. I get some EC, some extra credit. Uh, yeah, let's see if 5% helps you. The correct answer is 693 birds. It does not help me. <laughs> the shirt was 96.86 meters or 317.78 feet long. Yeah, 300-foot shirt. I actually might have gotten that. Much more correct along the when with my the the um if I'd continued along my train of calculations using the bottles themselves because I was at like yeah. if this was a perfect square there'd be about four hundred and fifty bottles but t-shirts are taller than they are wide so I w I probably would have said like maybe six hundred bottles tall um and if a bottle is like you know eight inches um even if it's six inches then uh, I w would have said 300 feet tall, and I would have been much, much closer. So the fact that it was melted down and stretched, you thought it was smaller? I don't know if stretched. I don't know if it's thick. Like, maybe it's a, it's thick with, with two or three Cs. <laughs> How, I, like, I, don't, I don't know what this, this thing looks like. <laughs> it's a super thick plastic shirt. Like, you could melt it down and then turn, male. like, make this... I'm picturing a parade float. Um, it's flat on the ground. Yeah. Well, well, maybe the five percent will help you in the next one. <clears throat> Let's talk weight. They're between six to ten grams, or zero point two one to zero point three five ounces. Third of an ounce. How many Taylor birds go into the weight of fantasy by Gail B. The world's Largest beaded wedding dress. Here's a hint. I discovered this dress looking for heavy fabrics because of the tailoring sewing theme. Ironically, this dress has no thread at all. It is <laughs> beads on wire. Um, so the the dress tr the dress's train is more than twenty feet long. The tr uh, the dress as a whole has more than seven miles of beading wire and more than a million beads. Do people, is, do people wear it? It's wearable. Wearable. Okay. It's not very modest. Also fewer beads than, <laughs> than are necessary. It's got um, like an exposed midriff. So you, you would, you, you would think, man, there's so much material. You've got to be like covered from head to toe. It's mostly train, I think. It's like a bikini, but then just a train <laughs> coming off the back of it. <laughs> well, it's got a traditional skirt dress, I think. Well, not really. It's like, it's like, it's like chainmail, but shiny beads. Interesting. I wonder if 